Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Birth Day. Praise God. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you crash into our lives, crash into this situation, crash into this message. Mightily come upon us, open our eyes and our ears that we may hear and see what what needs to be seen and what needs to be heard in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm so super excited that you're here listening to this message right now. And I pray that you're blessed by it. And I believe you will be. You know, if you looked in um, the first Samuel, there was um, there's a story here where um, Elkaniah had, uh, had two wives. He had Penaniah who had children and Hannah did not. And every year, you know, she would, uh, they would go through these um, uh, sacrifices. They would go to Shiloh to worship the, the, you know, and offer sacrifices to the God of the angel armies, you know. And Eli had his two sons, Hophani and Phinehas, who served as the priests of God there. When Elkaniah sacrificed, uh, he, his, his passings, you know, after he sacrificed, you know, he passed, you know, the helpings of the sacrificial meal, you know, to his wife Penaniah and all her children. But he always gave an especially generous helping to Hannah, you know, because, of, because he loved her so much and because, you know, God had not given her children. Uh, you know, and like we were saying, her, her rival wife taunted her cruelly, rubbing it in and never letting her forget that, that God had not given her children. And this went on year after year. Every time she went to the sanctuary of God, you know, she could, she could be expected to be taunted by Hannah and was reduced to tears and had no appetite. You know, you can imagine what she was going through in there. And if you get a chance, look into 1 Samuel, the first chapter there. You know, it doesn't matter which one you, uh, you know, which one you, you know, the, the translation. It doesn't really matter. And as, as we get in here, we just move on down. And it's like, as as Hannah's praying there in, 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 in this sanctuary, you know, and she's praying, you know, and, and, and she says, and then she made a vow. Oh God of angel armies, if you take a good hard look at my pain, if you quit neglecting me and go into action for me by giving me a son, I'll give him completely unreservedly to you. I'll set him apart for a life of holy discipline. Isn't that just something else? And, uh, you know, and, and so so here it comes is, is Eli comes to her and he's thinking, you know, because she's praying and he's thinking that she's drunk and she's like, sir, I'm not drunk. And he's like, woman, sober up like already, seriously. And, he, and she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm just I'm just so afflicted by this. It's so painful. Life is so painful. And, and you can relate to this is that sometimes in life, maybe you're trying to give birth to something, some kind of idea, some kind of a plan. Maybe you need the finance to actually live and you're trying to give birth to these ideas and these creations that are inside of you. And it's just so difficult. And we're crying out to God and it's like we feel so neglected. 
And, and so real short, our prayer could be like, God, are you just going to leave us out here? Are you ever going to come through for us? And we need God. And so we can relate to Hannah in this story is that we are barren. We, we, we don't have what we need to go through life. And it was so important in the, in back then and, and even now to, 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 to be able to give that, give life to like, you know, to, to give back to life by giving life, by having a child. You know, by having a business, by having some kind of a job, something that makes sense, not just a nine to five where you just hate it. No, something that you really pour your heart into and that you can serve others and other and you can just be a blessing to people's lives and God can work through you. And some of us don't have that or some of us do. And we've we've neglected that. We, we don't see God working there. And, and like Eli, we, you know, someone could be seeing us in our painful life and maybe we're literally drunk or maybe, you know, we're drunk on, you know, being distracted. Maybe we're under the influence of, of just, you know, doom and, and, and being discouraged. Maybe we're the under, under the influence of discouragement, which makes, makes us under the influence of being desperate and so desperation. And so we're into our feelings and they're managing us. And we've talked about this before, but it's like, it's hard to get out of that. And so if we could just fall on our face before God and just cry out to Him, He will answer us. He will come through for us. God is an awesome God. He will come through for us. And so you're not drunk. No, you're not drunk. You know, so you, we, someone could say, sober up. Oh, no. Oh, no, sir. No, please. Uh, Reverend Eno, oh, no, I'm not drunk on that. I'm not drunk on desperation. I'm not I'm not dunk, drunk on that. I'm not drunk on this or, or whatever it may be. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, man, I'm just having a bad time. I'm just stuck in a bad rut, you know. And so you can imagine how 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 coming to this of her saying of him saying you know, go. After after this, he's he's like um, he tells her to to go, you know, and uh, and then and then she hadn't eaten before, and then he and then he tells her he prophesies over you know and you know to her prayer that you know hey yeah God's gonna come through for you you know, and then then she goes home she eats. And so the thing is, is that we're stuck in our feelings and God is saying, just go home and take a slow, go eat, eat a meal, go, go, go eat the word of God, eat this message, digest it, put it inside you, slowly eat it, slowly hear it. Just, just let it resonate in your heart. And when you eat literal food, slow down and enjoy it. Yeah. Because you're about to give birth to something. Yeah. You're about to go give birth to something. Can you imagine how how Hannah is is crying out there and she's saying that vow, oh, oh God of the angel armies, if you take a good hard look at my pain, if you'll quit neglecting me and go into action by giving me a son, I'll give him completely unreservedly to you and I'll set him apart for a holy discipline. Wow. And, and some of us, maybe, maybe that's what we need to do is we need to, we need to go before God. We need to make a vow before him of Lord, I'm going to serve you this life. I'm making a mess of my life. I need you. I need you, Father God, to come through for me. I need you in this situation, you know? 
and 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 so and so this is what Eli says to her after she's praying this prayer after she said this vow and he's and he's thinking she was drunk and so he jumped to conclusions like some of us do out there yeah and and and, and that's how we do we jump to conclusions and we prejudge people but she was praying just pouring her heart out but Eli after she explains herself no sir I'm not drunk Eli answers her go in peace and may the God of Israel give you what you have asked of him Think well of me and pray for me, she said. And she went on her way. And then after that, this is what I'm saying. is she's, So she's over the feelings thing. And then she ate heartedly. And her face was radiant. Up before dawn, they worshiped God and returned to, to Ramah. Elkanai uh, uh, slept with his wife, Hannah. Yeah, his wife. And God began making the necessary arrangements in response to what she had asked before the year was even out. You see, um, th- there's there's things going on here, and uh, this message is so powerful that uh, when when it was being typed out, that when it went into the printer, that it got mixed up, and the whole story is mixed up. There's like seven pages, and the enemy doesn't want you to hear this story. And, and so, the enemy doesn't want you to hear that you are about to give birth to something before the year is out. You must have faith. Have faith. Yeah. And so, as we go further into that, and we're looking at, remember, this is birthday. And, and if we could just go on just a little bit further, and, and, and if you could read that, there's nearly a whole chapter. Now, remember that, that uh, Hannah's prayer was real short. It was like one paragraph. Just let me repeat it one more time. And she made a vow, O God of the angel armies, if you take a good hard look at my pain, if you quit neglecting me and go into action you know, for me, giving me a son, I'll give him completely undeservingly to you. I'll set him apart for a, for a life of holy discipline. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying is if you look at your situation, you can relate to that. Yeah. And listen to this in 1 Samuel uh, 1, 1, 2. He goes through here and saying... You know, I'm sorry, chapter 2, you know, it's, and nothing and no one is holy like God. No rock, no mountain like God. Don't, don't dare talk pretentiously, you know, not a word of boasting ever. For God knows what's going on. He takes the measure of everything that happens. The weapons of the strong are smashed into pieces while the weak are infused with fresh strength. And the well-fed are out begging the streets for crust while the hungry are getting second helpings. The barren woman has a house full of children while the mother of many is befret. God brings to death and God brings death and God brings life brings down to the grave and raises up. God brings poverty and God brings wealth. He lowers and he lifts up. He puts the poor people on their feet again. He rekindles burned out lives with fresh hope, restoring dignity and respect to their lives. A place in the sun. For the very structures of the earth are God's and He has laid out His operations on a firm foundation. He protectively cares for His faithful friends step by step. 
but leaves the wicked to stumble in the dark. No one makes it in this life by sheer muscle. God's enemies will be blasted out of the sky, crashed into a heap of burned and burned. God will set things right all over the earth. He gives strength to his king. Yeah, he'll give strength to his king. He'll set his, his anointed on the top of the world. Hannah prayed, I'm bursting with God news. Can you imagine? This is going to be you. You're going to be saying, like our prayer is like, wow, I need this. And then your praise is going to be going on for years. I'm bursting with God news. I'm walking on air. I'm laughing at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know. Her praise, her praise is just a wow. I mean, you know, you know, she's dancing her salvation. Wow, you know, and that's First Samuel chapter two, verses one through ten. I'm reading out of the Message Bible, but you could be blessed by that. It's 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 good, yeah. Wow, her praise is nearly a chapter alone. You know, it, it, nearly it wouldn't wouldn't that be wonderful for you to 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 have that kind of chapter, to have that kind of a praise sentence, to have that kind of structure of, of how you're going to praise for years and years on. Yeah, our prayer is small. Our need is, is big, but, but it's small when we just say, I need this. Man, I need finance. I need this breakthrough. I need this healing. I, I, I need this. It's a need. I just don't want this. I mean, it's okay to need something and then, and then want it as well. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, when God answers our prayers, because He willingly will. If God wants to do something, He will. In Luke 11, 9-13 says, to make uh, things a bit clearer, you know, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. You know, this is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. You know, if your little boy asks you for, for a serving of fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? Or your little girl asks for an egg, you trick her with a spider? As bad as you are, you wouldn't even think of doing such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. And so in the context of that, and don't you think the Father who conceived you in love will give you the Holy Spirit when you ask of Him? Here's what I'm saying, and this is Jesus saying this. Here's what I'm saying. Ask and you'll get. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. Again, that's in Luke 11, 9 through 13. I believe that you are about to give birth to something that will change the trajectory of your life. And, and for some of us leaning, you know, back, you know, thinking, oh, you know, I've been there. Yes, indeed. Maybe so. But you're no difference. You as well are literally pregnant with ideas and plans that will change the world, expand God's kingdom. Wait, but I was thinking of a chef or farming, Reverend Enoch, you might say, or, or something this or that, or you know, something you might see as minute. Oh no, exactly. 
it's not minute. It's, it's very big, in fact. It, it, it's exactly, and imagine the lives you will touch, no matter the position or the job title or the blessing or the veracity or the, the magnitude of what you're asking for. Can your shoulders hold it? Something we don't think about sometimes. We may ask for something that's just magnanimous. And it's like, whoa, are we going to be able to carry that? Could it be the reason why it's taken so long is because God was preparing it inside you? God builds in the builder. I believe you're a builder. There's a builder in you. doesn't mean that you're a framer or you're into building, creating things. You have creation inside you. We all have something creative inside us. So no matter the position or the job title, God will shine in you and touch everything. Touch everything and bless everything you touch. Put God first and He'll shine like none other. You see, the thing is, we are running out of time. What are you going to do with the time that you have left? I'd say that if you don't reposition yourself, you could miss out on the best time of your life in this great season of life. You see, because we've got to change the way that we think, change the way that we function. We've got to change the way we deal with issues. And the reason you have to reposition the way that you think and, the, and, the, and function and feel is because you are stuck in between the lines of limited thinking, limited people, limited ideas, and limited philosophies. And there's something creative down inside you saying, let there be. You need to walk into your situation and say, let there be light, let healing, breakthrough, financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Let there be love and joy and faith. Let there be sight to the blind, life to the dead, doors, doors shut that need to be shut, doors open that need to be opened. In Jesus' mighty name, by God's will, not yours, not my will, but God's will be done breakthroughs, restoration, the miracles, the souls brought to Christ, the souls brought to Christ Jesus through your ideas, through your ministry, through your jobs, and your connections. There are angels God has commanded concerning you. Your season is shifting. That hole you're in, that rut, that, that hole, that rut you're in and, uh, of doubts and distracted and, and discomforting discouragement is coming to an end right now in Jesus' name. The best is yet to come. The fight is in your mind, you see. The fight is in your mind. Are you ready for the next level? New levels, new devils, yeah? It doesn't mean it's going to get easier just because God's going to answer your prayer. Your faith changes everything. Your faith changes everything. That is the bridge that gets you to where you need to be. What are you going to do with the time that you have left? You are a miracle waiting for a place to happen. Your season is shifting right now. I believe God is speaking directly to you through this message today. I believe you're about to give birth to something. There is something creative inside you saying, let there be. 
Like, like Hannah, we can see that we can relate, that we're crying out in our prayer. And that's what we need to do is just be honest with God. Don't, don't beat around the bush. God, we need you. Ask him exactly what you need. Nothing's too big. Nothing's too small. God will come through for you. God is not a magician. He's a holy and an awesome God. He wants to be there for you. He wants you to seek you first, the kingdom of heaven. He wants you to seek him so that all these things can be added unto you. You see, the thing is, is that we're stuck into that limited thinking, see? And limited philosophies, limited ideas. We're getting stuck into these ruts of religions and, and, and things that just throw us off path. And then the sooner we get and we're flipping through life or scrolling through Facebook, we're getting distracted by all these things around us. And it's taking us off path. And I believe God is speaking to us saying, just slow down for a minute and get on your knees and come before me. You know, let everybody think that you're drunk or you're weird or anything. Of course, it, can you imagine what it looks like to believe, to be a believer in God? Of course they think that we're weird. But we will be standing before the judgment is seated God and we will be at the gates of heaven. And, and it's like, you know, uh, you know, depart from me for I never knew you. I don't want that to be me. I, I want my life. To, to, to show that, that God is working in me. And, and we need our prayers to be answered so that God can show His glory through our lives. And He wants you to seek Him so that He can work and so that He can answer your prayers. So that thing that you thought was too big or you don't think can happen, pray for it again. God is about to wow you. You are about to step into the best season of your life. The cycle that you're in is what you have to change the way you're thinking about. That's the thing. We have to change that cycle, that negative thinking. That, that Stop being distracted. Put the phone away. Actually, if there's no emergency or you have a land, you don't need the phone right now, turn it off for a couple hours. Maybe a couple days if it's possible. Get away from social media and seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And you'll see a little bit clearer. Now, provide yourself with the safety things. If you need the phone, you need the phone. But I'm saying, if it's a distraction for you, getting on the internet, doing these things, take a break from it for a while and have a slow meal. Get into the Word of God. Go back and read that message and let God speak to you again in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and chapter 2. And then go to, go to Luke. Read the whole book of Luke if you want to come back and look at another message with us and be blessed as well. I believe God wants to bless you and God wants to restore you and God wants to awaken that creative miracle that's inside you. You're about to change the trajectory of your life. Have faith because God will come through. Everything looks impossible. I'm sure it looked impossible for the Israelites to be stuck at the Red Sea there. And here comes Pharaoh and they're about to be destroyed by this massive army. And they're freaking out. Oh my gosh, have you led us to be, you know, into the graves? Is all of our graves going to be here? Are you kidding me? And God parts the Red Sea and they go across there and it destroys the Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. They cross safely. Yeah, can you imagine? It's parting the Red Sea and, we're, and the Israelites are crossing that. I believe God is going to part uh, uh, doing impossible things like that in your life. 
And Jesus was saying, Behold, you will do even greater things than these. He was raising the dead and healing people. Are you kidding me? You're going to do that? You're going you're gonna to work through me? God is going to work through you, us, and do even greater things than the things that he did when he was here? Jesus raising the dead, healing the blind, the lepers, just working and moving in people's lives? Are you kidding me? I want to be part of that. What about you? Let there be. We have got to walk into our situation and speak to our situation and say, let there be. Now you add the rest to it. Let there be what? What needs to be there? Heavenly Father, we come into your presence, Lord, and we need you so much in our lives. There are things that we put on the burner and we put on the sidelines because there's just so much going on and we're, we're afraid and, and we're, we're, we're wounded and we're hurt and life has just showed up and it's been painful, Lord. We're painfully crying out to you. How long will you have us sit here waiting, Lord, and, and suffering with this need that we need to be met? We ask that you move in our lives. Anything that could be held against us in the courts of heaven, any sin, stain, or blemish, anything in our bloodline, we ask that we be absolved and quitted from that, forgiven for those sins in Jesus' mighty name, set free by the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. We ask for restoration. We ask for the Holy Spirit to just crash into our lives. Just a hundred foot tidal wave of the Holy Spirit just to crash into our lives. Just rolling up on the shores of our life and blessing us in each and every aspect of our lives. Spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, emotionally. Let everything we touch be blessed so that we could spread your word and your glory around, Father God. That you will be glorified in our lives. We praise you and thank you for life. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for him defeating death by death on the cross because we're worth it. Thank you for the miracle that you put inside of us. Thank you for knowing us, Father God, before we were ever formed in the, in the womb. You knew us and you set apart for us this miracle that you put inside of us. And you're going to unlock that, Father God, in this very moment. If we can have the faith to say, yes, Lord, that's me. Let us speak it. Give it to us. Crash on us. Let it come, Lord, in Jesus' name. Flow, Holy Spirit, flow and heal and touch and restore. Let there be, let there be, let there be, Father God. Like in Genesis where you would say, let there be light. Father God, let your voice cry through us. Speak through us and, and speak to our lives and put your Holy Spirit in us, Father God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, the indwelling. Come, Holy Spirit, come in Jesus' mighty name. We need you, Father God. How long will be too long? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for choosing us and allowing us to have this time to, to, to speak your word, to, to hear your word, and to see your word in action. Not to manipulate you from, of doing anything. We pray that all this be your will. We pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done. In the mighty name of Jesus. In nome de Padre, Filio, Espirito Santos. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Father God, anything that's, that's 
that's crooked about this message, anything that's offset, we pray that you make it straight, that you fix that, Father God, any kind of any kind of theological error that's there, Father God, that you make it right, that you correct it in Jesus' mighty name. Any kind of demonic activity, we say, go in Jesus' name, Father God. We ask that you send angel armies, Father God, that God of angel armies, that you send your armies, Father God, to take out and to move away these demonic forces wherever these people are at geographically father god that you would move and correct and push them out and move them out so that we could step into our purpose in jesus mighty name and that anything that would be hindering our prayers from being answered we ask that we remove it in nome padre afilio spirito santos in nome padre afilio spirito santos in the name of the father son and the holy spirit both now and ever unto ages of ages let there be May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore because you're worth it and the Spirit is on you to do good things. Believe. 